everyone. Welcome back to Radio Dania, episode 20. I am joined today by the incredibly talented bassist of El Monstero, Joe Dirt, and his original project, Shooting with Annie. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Kevin Gagnapain. Welcome back to Radio Dania, episode number 20 with Kevin Gagnapain. Welcome. Live in this room full of thousands of people. Of course, it's your entourage. It is. It's like a, a whole building full of Kevin groupies. <laughs> Bass player groupies. I said thousands, not three. <laughs> and you know, I, I did come armed with a bunch of um, bass player jokes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're sitting I'll, next to one. I will go. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I will go easy on you. I play bass too. Nice. It's okay. If I'm a bass player, girl, I can make fun of bass players. Girl bass players are, are the coolest, without a right, doubt. Right, right. Now, um, play with a pick or don't play with a pick? Depends on the song. Okay. Thank you very much. So all the naysayers. <laughs> themselves <laughs> that's what my friends that's say. how like, she feels about it anyway. they're, they're, well they're like i have friends that are like oh yeah you play with a pick i'm like it was off so what so anyway kevin this is so exciting you are the bass player for el monstero i am el freaking monstero guilty i have seen i can't tell you how many shows i've seen in my life El Monstero is number one. I've seen Paul McCartney. That's I've not, seen The Grateful Dead. I'm not kidding. In my opinion. In my in, opinion. In your completely unbiased opinion because I'm sitting Abs- right next to you. No, I. you know what? I have been asked this before. All right. Just imagine Paul McCartney is sitting right next to you. Do you give him the same? Do you say, hey, Paul, you know, I've seen you before, but I got to tell you, El Monstero, better show. I freaking would. No, I, I'm an honest person. I'm gonna buy you some records for Christmas. I have a lot of records, okay? You know, a simple thank you would have been nice. Thank you very much. No, I'd rather, you know. No. The very first time I ever saw El Monstero was probably about four years ago. And ever since then, just die hard. And thank you, you. Oh, you're I'm welcome. Capable. Yes, yes, you're welcome. The theatrics and the stage show is out of this world. Wow. Yeah, so we are at Espino's right now, just for everybody, so that they know what the background noise is. That was not bass groupies fighting over me with ride (laughs) cymbals. Although we should have kept the story going, because that's way more interesting. Yes, yes. Okay, backtrack. Salsa's pretty good, though. Okay, so back... Okay, you guys have a show uh, this weekend. Correct. August 8th. August 8th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, and you have Celebration Day opening for you. What do we have to look forward to? Anything you can disclose. You know, the El Monstero outdoor show is a little different than the indoor show, depending on what you've seen. The the indoor one, tons of theatrics, almost Vegas-like sometimes. Always the music of Pink Floyd, but presented in a certain way. And uh, the outside show, everything's just bigger, you know? People are further away, so you have to make bigger explosions and bigger fire and more more stuff and bigger movie screens and louder amps. Everything's just bigger, louder, and better. It sounds like a winner. Yeah. Do uh, training at Bumbershoot, aerial mm-hmm. arts. Yeah. And four Meg. years ago, when I when I saw your show for the first time, is kind of what intrigued me to do that. Oh, really? Because of because of your aerialists. That's cool. They Very. all train there. Yes. 
Yes. So that was really neat, that aerialist. Um, if somebody has not seen an El Monstero show, they really need to take some take this in. Are you guys going to have anything in that way the, for the, you know, the outdoor at show? At the outdoor show, because how far away people sit, it's mm-hmm. harder to... The aerial doesn't have the impact that it does inside the pageant uh-huh. when you're right there. There'll still be some dancers on stage, a couple songs, but... But the aerial stuff we save for inside. Plus, there's just safety issues. I mean, oh, it's absolutely. totally 100 degrees and everybody's sweaty and oily. Right. And, like, Very I don't want to kill anybody yeah. playing Pink Floyd songs. No, that wouldn't be good. No. That wouldn't be good. That would really add to effect, though, wouldn't it? Oh, it, I mean, it, it would be legendary. <laughs> right. Maybe the last year. That's how the finale goes. Right. I just, We're actually going to I kill just someone. just chainsaw Mark's head <laughs> off at the end of the show. He died doing what he loves. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. I have I have tickets to the show. I went all out this year. I, I, I bought the, you know, right center, you know. Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, you are a busy, super busy guy. So you do El Monstero. You also do Shooting with Annie. This is your original gig, right? Correct. Tell me about Shooting with Annie. Well, we were just talking about Jay Farrar one second ago, even though you people didn't hear that. <laughs> right. So, uh, I, I was in a band called Stir in the 90s and the early 2000s, and uh, it ended in 2003, and, and I really didn't have anything original happening, but that alt-country sound was always kind of part of in the background of what Stir did. I love Wilco, I love Uncle Tupelo, I was at, well, Stir opened up for the last Uncle Tupelo shows. And I was at the very first Wilco show in the basement, Cicero's old basement bar. And so I just, I'd been writing songs, just surrendered, but I didn't stop writing. So I had all this stuff, and I'm like, I just started putting people together and met up with everybody. It just happened. We released an album in 2009. We started recording a massive three album project <laughs> earlier this year. So that's like, that's uh, hopefully going to come out by the end of this year, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's exciting. still in the three studio. Album, really? It's three albums. There's a it's a rock album, a country album, and an acoustic album. I like three parts. Is it gonna be there it's all kind of interrelated, yeah. Okay. And you're looking for a release date of later on this year? It'll be later on this year or early next, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six months ish. Yeah. That's exciting. Now when I interviewed Jimmy Griffin. We were doing the interview at, at Killer Vintage, and you were upstairs uh, rehearsing. <laughs> That's funny. Now, what band were you re- rehearsing that, with? That, I play also play bass in a country band, Whiskey Morning. Wow. Yeah, so that we actually have a record coming out sometime before the Shooting with Annie record, probably. But Michael Eisenbeis, who's in Shooting with Annie, is also in Whiskey Morning with me. And Joe Meyer, who was in Shooting with Annie on the first record, is in Whiskey Morning. So it's kind of like... Part of shooting with Annie's alive in that band as well. Gotcha. Well, and it's kind of like with El Monstero, you, you have parts of The Urge, you have, you know, parts of Stir, you have... I mean, and then other... Jimmy Grit was in King of the Hill. Right, 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 and, yes. you know, if we go back a few years, and, and Jake, one, the other keyboard player, has mm-hmm. an electronic music project called Buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played, played bass with him a couple times in that nice. project as well, so yeah. Yeah, you it's guys... The, the St. Louis music scene's kind of all intertwined. It really is. It is, and we, we touched on that in the last interview as well. Steve Ewing 
came out and sang on uh, Have a Cigar, I believe it was. He did. I think it was like the third of maybe six shows. Correct. <laughs> six sold out shows at the pageant. Yeah, so so one of the things that we like to do is we like to have a couple guests. Because the show is, the, you know, the, the set list is kind of is what it is. There's We have to play most of the wall and Dark Side of the Moon right. in which you were here and then sure. we throw in some deeper cuts and we change those around to keep the show interesting but people come to hear the songs they know. So one thing we do to make it different is we have guest vocalists for Have a Cigar. Mm-hmm. It's the only Pink Floyd song recorded that had somebody that wasn't in Pink Floyd singing on it. So we kind of took that and ran with it. Right. And usually try and get guys from the St. Louis area uh, and hopefully we're going to expand that a little bit and start having some national act people come in and and make guest appearances by Christmas. You have a guest guitarist on Money. We do. Yeah. We do. And it's been a host of great guitar players. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, We have the headmaster role, which is usually... It varies from night to night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed Brian Vanderark from the Verve Pipe. I don't know if you remember that band. Yeah. He played the headmaster in 2013. I would have been there. Might have been 2012. Yeah. Now, is he from yeah. St. Louis? No. Oh, no, okay. but, but Stir and Verve Pipe toured together all the time. So yeah. I called him up and we had a side stage that year and he actually played on the side stage before the show. Right. And then he came out and did the headmaster role, but he had to drive back for a show the next night in Michigan. Oh, so he had to wow. drive back. That is so cool. No, yeah, the St. Louis music scene is small, but such incredible talent within. How far back do you go with El Monstero? Are you one of the original members? Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this Christmas will be 17 years. 17 years. Holy cow. And it's bigger. It seems like it's bigger every time. Yeah, it's different every time. Right. I think it does kind of, the production value gets bigger. Part of that is because technology gets better. And, uh, and then the other part is we're just constantly looking for new, cool ways to present this music. So. Yeah, you pull out all the stops every time. There's no chintz in it. It doesn't appear so, at, yeah. at, at least. Now, the pageant, they seem pretty pretty accommodating to you guys. They're awesome. Yeah? I mean, they basically... Good relationship there? Yeah, they lock the doors halfway through December and just let us do whatever we want to do. So, they're great. Well, great, great partner. Right. And they've been there since... Well, the first year we did it at Mississippi Nights because that was still open. And right. Then just, when the pageant opened, we moved over to the pageant. Mm-hmm. And we've been there ever since. Yeah. Now, Joe Dirt. Holy cow. What a freaking party. I just can't stop playing guitar. Seriously. I know. I mean, have you seen Joe Dirt, Sam? You haven't. haven't. You have to. Seriously. I, you know what, I haven't seen you guys in a while though. Do you guys still sport the wigs? You know, (laughs) no, we don't. The short answer is no. No. When we started that band, I mean, that, that band is 13 years old now. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. So when we started that band, there was like everybody in the clubs is playing quote-unquote alternative music, right. like all the bands were, except for Dr. Chevegas and a couple bands that started playing like really old-school disco. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was like if you went to see a live band, that's all you could see in St. Louis was current radio, current alternative radio, mm-hmm. or disco, or like blues if you went to Soulard. Right. So... We had recorded the third Stirred record, and I was sitting around home, you know, 
waiting for the capital to release it. And I'm like, I'm, I can't just sit and not play for this many months. So we started started another band. We did. That's how El Monstero started on the record before. Uh, on this record, we started Joe Dirt. We got uh, John Pizzoni, who's the drummer of The Urge, had joined Stir at that time because The Urge was not playing at the time. And uh, he's like, "What about Jerry?" And then I had we had Mark from El Monstero. So the four of us got together. We made a song list, and the whole idea was just to play like all of the Casey songs that we grew up listening to when we were kids. And we started doing that. And then you know the movie Joe Dirt was popular at the time. And I'm like, it's so funny. The whole soundtrack of Joe Dirt is that kind of music. So we all started. We wore mullet wigs and we dressed like '70s rock stars or '70s truck drivers. One, they kind of look the same. Truck drivers. <laughs> they kind of have the right. same look. Right. And. Uh, and and we started playing all that music and people went crazy. I mean, we, for years, it was like we were packing them in. Oh, yeah. And then every other band starts wearing wigs and all. there's like 20 bands playing rock songs now. And it's like, so we just said, you know what? I think we made our point. We're just going to look like we look. And we still kind of dress silly, but yeah. we don't do the wigs. The wigs are hot as hell. Oh, hell yeah, they are. But, I mean, you, you guys still bring it. The we still bring of, it, The Absolutely. amount of talent in that band. Just in the bass department. Just, is ridiculous. right, right. So, <laughs> so bass player, would you say you like sloppy joes? Or would you say you like sloppy seconds? What, what kind of guy are you? No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, you know what? I stole that from Sam. I got to give him. We, you got a joke about it. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Right, so Joe Dirt, how how often does Joe Dirt play? You guys are out almost every weekend, aren't you? Probably three weekends a month, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. That's great. It used to be a lot more than that. Yeah? Up to like 12 times a month. Oh, man. Which was crazy trying to, you know, do everything else. Were you guys intentionally booking these gigs, or were you just sought after? Like, people... Yeah, in the early 2000s, we were sought after. I can see that. Now we force people to hire us. Who does the booking for you guys? Dave Cowles, American Bands. All right, so you guys you guys go through somebody. Yeah. Cool. Can uh, anybody book you? Sure. I can book you to, to play the dock in I my backyard. I just told you you could hire our drummer to oh, cut right. your ass for oh, 50 Oh, gosh. Months. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to totally do that, too. So, uh, John Pasoni, I'm coming after you. I need my lawn cut. <laughs> Good. What do you have in store for the rest of the summer with all of your all of your projects? We have El Monstero on the eighth. Then I have um, so I do a lot of like production work now too. We were talking about some of the radio station things that I'm. Oh okay. Uh, Big Muddy Blues Festival. Right. Is that going to be on the landing? On the landing. That's exciting. That's Labor Day weekend. And I have the Fort Knox Blues Festival in Kentucky the following weekend. Hugh and the Lou the last weekend in September, mm -hmm. which will probably have shooting with Danny on the bill. Joe Dirt's playing all over the place. Yes. So uh, you know, that's great. You can find all that stuff out on Facebook, Joe Dirt, and where we're at. Great. Now, how did you get involved with the promoting? Is that something that you do for <clears throat> fun, or is well, that... after after managing all of these El Monstero shows over the years, it's like I have this skill set. That's a real rock and roll word to use, isn't it? <laughs> that uh. <laughs> I'm like what what else can I do you know I mm -hmm. I know how to do all this right. stuff so I started getting into some event management and event production and mm -hmm. like are you freelance or are you with freelance okay. I, mean, I have my own company but nice. yeah I'm pretty much 
You can hire me to do whatever from manage the stage to handle everything. And uh, it's been great. It's been, that's, that's a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. I enjoy it. You're a very busy dude. I am. You are. I like to do random questions. Sure. And um, I'm I usually... good at random answers. <laughs> Born and raised in St. Louis. I am. What yeah. high school did you go to? St. Louis University High. Play sports? I was on swim team in high school. I played soccer for KU for about two months my freshman year. Broke my hand. You're not supposed to use your hand in soccer. I well, I was doing a slide tackle and I broke my hand. And, okay. uh, so I, the way the cast had to be put on my hand was out for the year. And in that time, I figured out how the beer tasted. And uh, I pretty much just had fun the rest of college. Nice. <laughs> Favorite venue to play in St. Louis? I talk myself into the good parts of every gig I have, so there's lots lots of places I like to play. The pageant's by far and away the best venue, I think, in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite place to see a show. Okay, it's that was going to be my next it's question. It's my favorite place to play. Mm-hmm. Part of that comes with the staff there, the whole environment sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like the amphitheater, too, though. It's a great, I mean, it's, it's just a totally different thing. When you're you playing know, to that many people, you can't see everybody and... You but know, you it's know so they're out there. giant. Um, it's just a different thing. Right. So, What's yeah. that feeling like playing to, you know, 5,000 people? Well, we've been talking about how busy I am, and right. I still put on a guitar every once in a while. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. Right, right. I can't imagine what that feeling would be like. Such a rush every time. You don't ever get used to it, do you? No. No? What is your favorite local restaurant? Not chain, but what's what's your favorite local? Well, we're sitting in one of my favorite. I assumed because you didn't you didn't order you didn't even need the menu to order. Yeah, this Espino's this place is great. Um, I like uh, I like all of Michael Del Pietro's restaurants. So like Babos and Tavola Five across in the pageant. I like pie. Have you ever had Guido's on the hill? You know, I just drove by there yesterday. I have not been there. No. Yum. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite hill restaurants. Now, when I was a kid, I grew up, we ate Italian food all the time. Like, that's what we went out to get. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if I don't do that as an adult as much, but it's hard for me to go out and eat Italian food because my mother makes great Italian food. Oh, right. And so it's like kind of a letdown most of the time. Yeah. Are you, do you have Italian heritage? No. No? I don't. Hmm. I have Italian cousins. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you have a new Italian friend. I'm Italian. There, I do. And I'm, I'm telling you I'm your friend now, so we're friends and I stuff. like forced friendship. Right, right, yeah. My uh, my there grandparents a, came from Italy, so you have a true, oh, wow. yeah, you have a true Italian friend now. That's awesome. Yeah. You've been in bands. How old were you when you joined your first band? Uh, I was a senior in high school. Oh. Yeah, so that was three years ago. Right, okay. All right. Worst gig. Yeah, probably, it was probably early on in, in the Joe Dirt days when, when I did drink, and I drank a lot, and there was a few nights that I was less than spectacular for that reason. Um, so, I, any one of those. Okay, well, Kevin, this thank you so much for you know agreeing to do this interview. Like I said, this will be my last interview. I'm done now. I can die. No, you Until guys. Next week. I I have no though. I mean, I mean actually you guys. Six o'clock. <laughs> you guys really are a an inspiration to a lot of people, and um, you know, thanks for everything that you do. Thanks for coming on the show, and we're gonna see you this weekend, rocking some shit out at Riverport. That's right. Right. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thank you.
Thanks to Kevin for joining us today. That was a really fun interview, and we wish them all the luck and can't wait to see the show this weekend at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. It is going to be amazing and can't wait for the winter shows as well. Also, thanks to my producer, Sam, for doing an incredible job yet again. Until next time, see ya. Tell Clovis
gonna be there when you're all alone? Who's gonna be there waiting by the phone? I will. I will. Who's gonna tell you it will be alright? Who's gonna be there to say goodnight? I will I will And when you're lost and down I'll be Who's gonna be there at the end?